again, like Dr. Zikir said, I want to thank God first and foremost for keeping me alive another day and uh, adding one year to my years. And uh, I want to say thank you to Pastor, he's not here, but Pastor Lola is here, so he want to convey the message. I want to say thank you to Pastor and to Pastor Lola and all the leadership for allowing me to share with us uh, this moment. We do not take it for granted. It is only a privilege. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm just going to carry on from where Dr. Zika led powerfully. I am going to uh, share with us on wisdom for successful relationships. Wisdom for successful relationships. Amen. Amen. God is helping me, and I believe He will continue to help us. Amen. Amen. And uh, as we have read our scripture, the key scriptures were from that James chapter chapter three. But I want us also to look at Proverbs chapter four. There's something there also. We cannot have too much of the word of God. You know, the physical touched on a lot of the things that I wanted to say. Really, I should just come and say, shall we say the grace now and disperse? But there's always something that God wants to say to us. Proverbs chapter 4, read from verse 4. Proverbs chapter 4, read from verse 4. We'll take you from verse 4, please. If you go to verse 4, please. Proverbs chapter 4, from verse 4. He also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commandments and leave. Get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will give you. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is a principal thing, and get understanding in all you're getting. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the main thing. Wisdom is the key thing. Wisdom is a thing that, you know, if you lose everything, if you lose the whole world, if you lose all your treasures, do not lose wisdom. And Dr. Ezekiel showed us in that first Corinthians, Bible said that Christ has been made unto us wisdom. So if you lose the whole world, if you lose anything at all, make sure that you get Christ. It's a wisdom, it's the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Those of us who are only born again, we have Christ, therefore, we have wisdom. But there are degrees and levels of wisdom. There are degrees and levels of intimacy with Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So what the word there is saying, for me, I believe, is that I would to get to know Christ a bit more. Get to know the depth, the height, the length of Christ, the love of Christ. We cannot follow it. Get to know Christ. Have a closer work with Christ. It's a wisdom is a principle thing. And therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, 
Get understanding. Verse 8, please. Exhort her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. Christ will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will give you here. Don't worry about the gender. She, you know. She will place on you, on your head, an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. That's what Dr. Ezekiel, you know, said it in his presentation. That the rich and powerful, so prominent, they've got everything. They've got all the comforts that money can give. They've got all the fame, the status, everything. But why? Do they end the way they end? Please do not misunderstand us. We are not judging anybody. But we can look at somebody's life and take a lesson from that person's life. We are not judging anybody. The Bible said that she will place on your head an ornament of grace and crown the glory she delivered to you. That is why you see that the most lowest of the Lord the most dejected, rejected person, the person on a scrub heap, when that person accepts the sacrifice of Christ, accept the person of Christ, you see that the life of that person begins to change. The glory of God begins to radiate upon that person. Hallelujah. That is what wisdom does. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Amen? Wisdom helps us to build our relationships. Dr. Zingle touched on this uh, James chapter 3 verse 16 and but we want to focus on the verse 17 which talks about the wisdom that is from above. The wisdom that is heavenly, the wisdom that is divine, that is the wisdom that we need to seek. But the one that is sensual, the one that is earthly, that is the worldly wisdom. And anytime I see any of those phrases in me, I have to fight it by submitting myself to God, by submitting, by bringing my members under the tutelage of the Holy Spirit. But we say, mortify it, kill it off. During the uh, victory prayer night, Pastor Lola was sharing, and she said, You know, even the thoughts, your thought life, if it is getting contrary to the word of God, kill it there, kill it off, kill it off. So we need to focus on the wisdom that is happening. But in the meantime, I need to constantly appraise my life. I need to promise search my heart and to search my life, to search my conduct, to reflect upon my life, to take stock of my life. How I'm relating with Dr. Ezekiel, how I'm relating with Dr. Ruth, how I'm relating with my brother, Pastor Ezekiel, how I'm relating with Pastor Moses, how I'm relating with my wife, how I'm relating with my children, how I'm relating with my members of the church. If it does not I need to go back to God. I said, Lord God, this wisdom 
says privately, I want it in my life. Lord, help me. And God will help me. Amen. The wisdom that is from above is first beyond. The peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality. First of all, it is pure. It is pure. The book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 8 tells us, you know, those things that are good reports, those things that are noble, those things that are well speaking, if there is anything to think of those things, think of those things. So the wisdom that is from above, the wisdom of God, to build a successful relationship, this is the key here. No, there are different types of relationships. We have child-parent relationship. You say many times. Have you done your homework? I will do it later. When are you supposed to hand you in? Tomorrow. So when are you going to start? I will do it later. When it is time for school, have you packed your school bag? Where is your rugby keys? Where is your pencil case? Where is your this? And then you get some signs and your hand wants to go to the air. But the Holy Spirit brings your hands down. Hallelujah. You know, but you need the wisdom of God. You need the wisdom of God. Because young people this time think that they know better than their parents. Even from 5 to 8 to 10 to 11 to 16, that's a different ball game. To 18 to 19 to 20, 21, 22, well, I've got my degree now. You understand? So, you, the parent, try to help your child see the danger ahead, see the mistakes that you have made. And you work so desperately for them to avoid that road, to get on this road, so that they can have a good outcome. But they are not seeing what you are seeing. What do you do? But you have to pray for God to give you this wisdom. That is peaceful. That is gentle. That is willing to you. That is full of mercy. When you eat up, wash up after you. But no, oh, I'll wash it up later. Without partiality, without hypocrisy. So we have different types of relationships. We have, you know, the employer and employee relationship. Some employers will want to treat you as though they are, you are their slave. And you need the wisdom of God to deal with those employers. Some employers, you have to come report them to the court of heaven. And the court of heaven will have to give them a summons. Hallelujah. Because you cannot find your employer in the flesh sometimes. So you have to apply the wisdom of God. How do you deal with difficult situations at the workplace? How do you deal with, you know, family who want to take advantage of you all the while? You send them money, Constantly asking, 
as if you've got a, 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 a <laughs> money making machine. Even friends, they only know you when they are in that tight situation. A relationship, a successful relationship, should be a two way relationship. It should be a two-way relationship. But we need the wisdom of God. This wisdom here, which is from above, which is pure, which is peaceable, which is gentle, which is willing to yield, full of mercy and of good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. We need that wisdom to be able to build successful relationships. Whatever the relationship is, there is a relationship of a teacher and a school child. There is a relationship of a pastor and a congregation. The pastor has to have the wisdom of God to deal with the congregation. And the congregation has to have the wisdom of God to relieve their pastor. Hallelujah. We all need the wisdom of God. Whatever field of endeavor we find ourselves in, we need the wisdom of God. And God, by His grace, will help us. Amen. Amen. Now, how did Christ relate with people? How did Christ build this relationship with people? I want us to look at Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32. Our perfect model in everything that we do, in everything our life must always follow the pattern that Christ has laid down for us. Christ is our perfect model. How did Christ label people? Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32. This is the story of uh, Peter, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, in this. Satan has asked for you that he received you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. So, in having this wisdom to build successful relationships, one of the things that we need to do is to be able to see beyond the weaknesses of people. We should be able to see beyond the weaknesses of people and to see the potential that people have. Amen? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and any God in human flesh who knows all things, he knew what Peter was going to do, but he was able to pray for Peter. He was able to intercede for Peter because he knows that when Peter is strengthened, he will be able to strengthen the bread. Amen? Yeah. Again, we look at uh, the story of the, 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 the woman at the well. It's a long story. We're not ready for you. Go home. You can read it for yourself. John chapter 4. When Christ, the Bible said that Christ, during his earthly ministry, he came to Samaria and he met this lady who, you know, was by the well. And Christ began to engage this lady in a conversation. And then he began to ask her what, and she now began to give a history lesson to Christ. 
But Christ was able to see past this woman who had an issue, who had, you know, relationship problems. First man, even the fifth one, was not her husband. Hallelujah. Christ was able to see beyond the seemingly weakness of this woman and was able to draw her, was able to engage this woman, was able to get the attention of this woman. So you see that the woman spoke about Jacob, she spoke about Abraham, she spoke about you know the history. So Christ had time to listen to this woman. So one of the key things that we have to employ, one of the principles, that the ability to listen. The ability to listen. The ability to listen. It is a skill. It does not come overnight. But God will help us. Amen. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19, the Bible said what? We should be swift to hear and slow to speak. Swift to hear and slow to speak. But very often, including myself, we are so eager to speak. Sometimes when somebody says something before they are made with a sentence, we have concluded. That is bad manners. We should be swift to hear and slow to speak. So we should have the ability to listen. It is believed that 60, about 60% of communication is not verbal. So when somebody comes before you or when you have a relationship with somebody, you know, the person may be saying something or the person may not be saying anything at all. But you should, you know, wait patiently and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. In those moments that you are able to constrain yourself and not to say anything, God will reveal something that is going to deep heart to you regarding that person. That will be able to help that person. We should be slow to speak and speak to hear. When we see the story again of the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 19. The Bible said that this guy, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Shall we see that quickly? As I begin to wrap, let's bring it to your close. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17. Okay, for the sake of time, we know that this guy came, his quest was to get eternal life. And Christ told him, you know, do not commit adultery, do not steal, basically, you know, making a review of the whole testament law to him. And he said, all these things I have done for my youth. Then he said to him, what last thing that he means to do? Go sell your goods, give to the poor, and come and follow me. But what did he do? He went out so far inside because it was so difficult for him. He had so much possession of earthly goods. What is the lesson here? The lesson is that, you know, Christ being our model, he was able to tell this young ruler what he needed to hear. Hallelujah. He was able to tell him, like in the case of Peter and in the Samaritan woman, he told him what he needed to hear, but his heart was too far away. And he said, how difficult is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven? 
They say it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to access the kingdom of heaven. So the lesson is for us to be able to obey Christ and everything that he says we have to accept all. Finally, I want us to look at uh, you know the book of First Timothy, chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. The relationship of a father and son. First Timothy chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. To Timothy, a true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father in Jesus Christ our Lord. To Timothy, a true son. If you read verse 18 again, it makes reference to Timothy being a son. In what, uh, what is the relationship between a father and a son? As I said earlier, every Abraham, every true father wants to do the best for their children, wants to, you know, sacrifice their life for their children. Wants to make sure that their children have, you know, roof over their head, have clothes on their back, have food on the table, have shoes on their feet, and also on top of that, or above all, they want to make sure that they are emotionally secure, that you love them, that you embrace them, that you help them, that you tell them you love them, you protect them. That's the that's responsibility of the father. So here, yeah, you see, if you read the whole chapter, you see what Paul was kind of the the, the outline that Paul was giving to Timothy. Conduct himself, how he needs to manage the church, and that is how Paul wanted Timothy to be as a pastor. So, that is the relationship that Christ wants with us. That when you meet people, God may bring people your way, that person may be a spiritual child to you. You have to have compassion, you have to have the desire to sacrifice, you have to have, you know, you, know, you must take that person as your son or as your daughter. As we have seen here by Timothy. Amen? Amen. Anyway, by the way, the banner that Pastor gave us is. Sorry, we missed that. God help us. <laughs> you know, the banner that Pastor gave us is the battle that is open with a ray of light coming from heaven, which I believe is God's illumination that will help us to understand the Bible. Amen? And to be able to apply it to our lives. You know, the Bible says that, you know, it should bear one another's burden and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Time will not permit us, but this topic of building successful relationships is only God that can help us. You know, as I bring this uh, uh, message to the close, I believe God will help us when we yield ourselves, when we surrender ourselves to Him. And He's able to bring us to the measure of the stature of Christ. That is God's ultimate plan for us. But we need to seek this wisdom. We need to get wisdom. And with all our getting, let us get our understanding and God will help us. Let us pray. You may be here today to be able to relate with your husband or your wife, to be able to have a, a, a successful relationship with your employer, to be able to have a successful relationship with your children, Whatever level with your family, with your friends, whatever level you are at, God is able to help you. I want you to just pray and ask God to help you. If you are there, if you are as the Tzika has said, if you have arrived, just pray for me. That God will help me to be able to exhibit this actually this divine wisdom, the wisdom that is from above, that is peaceable, that is gentle, that has no partiality. 
glory of God be seen in our life. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you all the glory. Lord, we give you all the honor. We give you all the worship and adoration. In Jesus' name.